Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Holler's mind. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, but also a version of David. <laughs> I'm Pete. But also David. Nope. We're yes, all David. you're a David from a different timeline. Ooh, we're all Davids all the way down here, and so are you guys. We're going to be recapping Chapter 14 of Legion, the most recent episode, and let's give a little bit of a recap before we get into it, right? Yeah, Though that's, that's not, I mean, almost more necessary and also not quite as necessary for this yeah. really fascinating episode I of the show. I think we got ourselves a bottle episode! <laughs> this is the least bodily bottle episode in the history of television. Fair point, but... Uh, it, for th- those of you who don't know, do you want to explain what a bottle episode is? Sure. A bottle episode is uh, an episode that sort of exists outside of the ongoing narrative, uh, but uses uh, uses its episode as sort of a character study that fleshes out the sort of inside uh, mentality of a character. Well, to- uh, usually, though, it's meant, it's called a bottle episode because it takes place in the city of Candor on Krypton. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, is this whole episode, and only this episode, yes. takes place on the planet Krypton. No, but usually it's a- actually a budget-saving measure, if anything. It's usually like when you see people trapped inside of an elevator delivering a baby for an episode, or it's the episode of Cheers that all takes place on the bar set, and that's it. Uh, that's, you know, that one episode. Yeah, yeah that one episode of Cheers that in the bar. the worst example <laughs> yeah, I can think truly. of. <laughs> the, I, you could count the episode, number of episodes of Cheers that leave the bar. Yeah. So the important thing to know is David Holler is uh, the most powerful mutant in the world. He has incredible powers. Um, but he found out last episode that one thing he couldn't prevent is the death of his sister. His sister was essentially destroyed and changed into a new body for his former friend, Lenny, uh, whose mind was put into that body. He discovered that at the end of the episode. This is all orchestrated by an entity called the Shadow King that uh, used to live inside of his mind and now lives in a former teammate of David's mind, Oliver Bird. Um, And that's kind of all you need to know going into yeah, this episode. we can hit a couple other things, maybe. Oh, a bottle episode is when you finish a whole bottle of wine while you're watching the episode. Oh, then this was yeah. a bottle This was definitely this a, was a lot of bottle, bottle episodes. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought this episode was great. I honestly yeah. think, like, the past couple of episodes have taken such a swerve in the season in such an interesting way. We were on this nonstop race to find the Shadow King's body, and as soon as that built to a fever pitch, we got an episode that all focused on Sid and the inside of Sid's mind. And yeah. then we got an episode where people were just interrogating Lenny and focusing on Lenny. And now we're getting an episode that just focuses on David and his mental state. I love that. Yeah. It's this episode so was so good. It just felt like so much discovery. You got to really play around. Oh, this uh, going to be a fun one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pete uh, is slowly running out of air like a balloon of some sort. <laughs> or maybe he didn't like this episode. I, I mean, I'm not jerking off all over it like you guys are. But I mean, uh, I like other... I like the cast of characters. I, you know, sometimes when you focus on just one character... Uh, uh, you missed out on uh, Carrie. Oh... Carrie showed up. Yeah. No, 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 not Carrie. 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 It's two fucking people with the same name. No, it's Who listen, listen. It's Carrie <laughs> and Carrie. Can you the hear the difference? What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Carrie showed up, but not Carrie. You guys are saying the same fucking name. <laughs> no, you're not no, listening. No, no, two different listening. names. Yeah. Actually, right, that, right there, that's Carrie calling. <laughs> yeah, no, they are actually two different names. They're C-A-R-Y and uh, K-E-R-R-Y. Yes. Uh, and Carrie showed You're up. You're telling me Carrie. there's a difference between how you pronounce Carrie and Carrie. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's also Carrie from the movie Carrie. Yeah. And Fuck, you Carrie. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Well, anyway, uh, so this all focused on David and showed us that we didn't quite understand why and we didn't, uh, it didn't get illuminated why until the, really the end. We got to see all these alternate reality versions of David. And I think actually it might be a little easier to skip to the end and talk about why really? we're seeing this or how this branched off. Well, or, or do you want to talk about the individual timelines? Do you want to, we could just break it down by sort of timeline. Sure. But I do think, so we learn, we see a bunch of different scenes featuring these different Davids. An old David, a homeless David, a, yeah. a billionaire David, an addict David. And the way they weave it together to introduce everybody is fantastic yeah. because the camera just doesn't stop. It just seamlessly goes from one David to another as if they all exist in the same world, which... Maybe they do, but probably they this don't. This could all be inside David's head. Uh, and to finish it up, there was the uh, f- happy family suburbanite David, yep. mustache David, who was uh, highly medicated, and then our David. Right. Um, so we get to see a little bit of them, and then um, I believe it's Addict David is talking to a friend in a diner who lays out sort of this, uh, the multitude of worlds theory, um, multiple worlds theory that is what this episode is about. All the different timelines and branches, uh, dimensional Davids who result from different choices that David has made. Yeah. So uh, essentially, and if you didn't watch the episode, the idea is that every single time you make a choice, you branch off a new timeline. So if if Pete decided uh, another way that he liked the episode, that would be a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very cool. The way David was kind of explaining it to a character who was also, it was kind of, he was explaining it to us. Right. Well, you like that because it involved French fries. Sure. Who doesn't love French fries? I mean, I love French fries. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying you liked it because it involved French fries. I liked it because he was, I, for the reason I just explained, Yeah, but also fries. When I had to explain the birds of the bees to you, I instead used French fries and ketchup. That was smart. But now Pete has a weird thing with French fries. (laughs) So you sort of, you sort of both ruined French fries and sex for Pete. Hey, by the way, did you uh, potato that girl the other night? (laughs) Oh man. Oh my God. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was there. Uh, I do think... Uh, so let, let's get into it. I, I think... Did you just admit that you were <laughs> spying on me and my lovely potato? Uh, yes. And also, why did you say that? Why did you just say that? Yeah. Also, oh, why did... When I was there, too, why did you scream, <laughs> oh, God, supersize me, supersize me? Because that's what she wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, the potato. It's an extra yeah. 59 cents, dude. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> Um, I think what what I loved about this episode, I guess, taking as a whole, is uh, in the last uh, episode we saw David's sister die, as you said, and this episode sort of proved how important she was to the character. Yes. She is the nexus of all of these Davids. It's her involvement in his life that uh, creates the different versions, some happy and some sad. Also, it was led up to the David we saw in the in crazy house. You know what I mean? So it was a little bit of how our our character got to where we first saw him. And yeah, I, and these are all things we haven't seen before. One of the things that I really appreciated about this episode, particularly towards the end, is how the show keeps wrapping back to its own continuity. Yeah. You know, I was thinking a little bit, uh, you guys saw the This Is America video. Oh, of course. Yeah, Childish Gambino. So that was directed by a guy named... So beautiful. uh, Yes, it was great. Uh, But more importantly, it was directed by a guy named Hiro Murai, who directed episode six of Legion, which was the Lenny dance sequence. So I went back and watched that this week, and I had kind of forgotten how she also dances through everything that we've seen previously in the series. And it was an interesting watch 
while thinking about this episode, because same sort of thing where we go back through the scenes we saw at the very beginning of Legion, like literally the very beginning of Legion and how, like I said, it keeps wrapping into its continuity. It keeps embellishing on it because this is something I think about a lot, particularly with like biographies, biography movies is there's no way of capturing the actual span of a person's life. Like usually when we see a movie or a TV show, we're getting them at that particular point in their life, but there's plenty of other things that they do. And I think that's what they're playing with here. Yeah, no, I think that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very interesting to kind of see it all tie together and the choices they made. Did you guys catch that line where, uh, he's talking about the blue eyes, which I think was, kind of a callback to previous episodes where Lenny's eyes changed color and they really questioned what color they were uh, to begin with. Um, I also think that this is sort of a med like this whole series. It's a meditation on uh, mental health. And Mm -hmm. I think we, all the different versions of David we see are sort of uh, what people with a lot of mental health problems would a lot of them fall into. There's people who end up homeless. There's people who end up addicted to drugs, people who are so medicated they can't live a normal life. Uh, And also people who, like, use their sort of uh, mental, like, narcissism sometimes to become very powerful business people. So that, I really liked that, exploring uh, David through that sense. And maybe we should walk through them. Uh, The billionaire David um, uses his uh, gifts to read people's minds and succeed at business. Um, Without even really trying, yeah, he you know, well, it's wow. very easy. That's great yeah, for him. Uh, uh, he went the from 80s. the coffee guy to the top very quickly. Yeah, that's well, the coffee years, there's years between it. But he also he becomes mean at the end of that storyline. He his sister comes in and says, "I need a new house," and oh yeah, he that whole responds by making her bleed from her nose. Uh, the woman he used to work for, he is essentially made into his slave. Uh, he's become a bad guy. And I, I know I'm interrupting you talking through the storylines, no, but good, the two things that I think we were supposed to take away from this episode beyond, wow, this is how he got here. This is why his sister was so important is that in any other timeline with any other choice, David doesn't become a hero. He either becomes the worst villain the world has ever known, or he dies or both. Yeah. We also get to see him uh, use his powers like that whole going nuclear thing. So then uh, homeless David, who's on the street ranting his uh, sort of mental problems out of control. He, uh, yeah, he, he debuts this nuclear bomb power that we haven't really seen that uh, can kill a lot of people, um, which I feel like is going to come into play later in the season. Yeah, and he eventually gets attacked by Division 3. He's going to blow them all up and then carry exactly chops right. him in half. Yeah. And we also got to see the scary blob dude, which we didn't see. Uh, sure. Well, I was let's not actually talk about, about that, that for a moment. So there is a little bit of a gl- glimpse of the devil with the yellow eyes at a certain point. Oh, man. Um, Why won't they let that go? Well, because in every other reality, and maybe this is a part of what we're supposed to take away as the point, in every other reality, David never got rid of Amal Farouk. Right. Amal Farouk was still in his mind. Amal Farouk was still whispering to him. And we were told last season that's why David thought he was crazy, not because of anything else, but because the parasitic Shadow King was inside of his brain. So 
do we then take away from it that in every other reality, that's why things went wrong because he didn't have these friends because he didn't have Sid or is there another reason? No, I think that's hundred percent true because I think we could say the billionaire David, it sort of becomes a mall Farouk, Mm -hmm. someone who just craves power. Um, the, the David that, he was just talking about mustache David who is kept, he keeps it all in wraps by being medicated. Eventually we see the devil with the yellow eyes and David loses it. He gets shot and ends up uh, killing a bunch of people before he himself dies. Uh, Would I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you real quick. uh, Do you guys ever think that maybe you're, you are sane and it's just a a shadow parasite living in your brain telling you to do fucked up things. Yeah. That's the potatoes talking. I'm all parasite now. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, the one thing, so uh, we've uh, we've seen all those Davids. Um, the Suburbanite David, we don't really get as much time with. It feels like. Right. Where is the Shadow King in that character? I don't know. I will. Is that the you... David with the singing mouse? Yes, mm. with the family. Yeah. No, I that's so. a different David. That's a whole other David. There's we don't... corporate David, which kind of looks like Matrix David, like pre-Neo He Matrix. just works in that office? I think so. Oh, I was and taking that with Suburban. Happy Family David. I thought I think Happy Family two... David was the same David. That yeah, that's no, what I, I thought. Two different you, may be, you may be right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, uh, that's Singing Mouse. So uh, corporate David, or not corporate David, but like corporate... Middle management yeah, David. Yeah, middle management David is sitting down there, and he sees this mouse, and a mouse starts singing an 80s tune to him. Yeah. Uh, that was, slave to love. I believe. Yeah, slave that to was, love. That was that was the craziest moment I think I've seen on this show in the, all the span of the crazy moments that have happened. That was that's nuts. the craziest that, moment. It was cool. It was such a nice quiet moment, and it, I feel like if to put it in the frame you've been talking about, that's the David who just like isolates himself and only uses his powers for like amusement. Yeah. So it's like a small life. I was David. very scared for that mouse because it kept showing like a stapler and a pen, and I was like. Don't fucking murder this mouse. Like, this is a nice little moment, and I kept waiting for it to get real no, dark. No, that and- mouse made a choice to be singing, which branched it off into another reality, so it's cool. All right. Uh, we also get very old David, who's being sponge-bathed uh, by his sister, yes, I'm we should talk about this a little bit, yeah. because that was straight up a visual reference to Professor X. Yeah. So... We haven't gotten it actually confirmed that Professor Xavier is his father. They never said his name out loud. They certainly intimated it. We're pretty sure he is. But here we get a shaved head David who's eventually put into a wheelchair. Yeah, but that doesn't... I mean, I think you're... Just because Professor X is... You don't think that was on purpose? I just think that... He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Just because there's an old dude in a wheelchair doesn't mean, oh, Professor X. No, anyone you see on the street in New York City... Bald wheelchair superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, it's a visual shout out. It is referencing that eventually, in that reality, in a certain sense, David has become his father. Yeah. Uh, when he gets older, uh, that one was super sad. Uh, I want to get back and talk about the happily about the happy family one because yeah. I do think that's an interesting point you're bringing up. What do you think's going on there? That to me felt like the almost the vision of David. That something that mm-hmm. isn't actually because he doesn't seem to have any powers in that. Is that the idea there that maybe the only way the the happiest David or the seemingly happiest David is the powerless David? Well, where would that David have come from? Because we see at the end, we see all of the scenes. uh, And maybe I'd have to go back and watch that final sequence again. But we see all of the scenes from the beginning of the show. and We see how each one branches off into a different one of these realities. So maybe that's the David that was never infected by the Shadow King, That's what I would have to think, because otherwise, what are we seeing that for? Right. And I'm trying to remember, um, 
Because we do see we there's a one shot where we see actually Amal Farouk. Yeah, in the mirror. In the uh, yeah, yeah, it's and the mirror shot. Is that is that meant to be? I took that as maybe this is Amal Farouk probing all of the Davids. Uh, oh really? That's that was a thought I had. I mean, it could be that he was. It was just like oh, seeing him there. But I feel like showing him made me think. Oh, that means something. And he to, to me, I took that as just a visual reminder. You know, we're going through this episode. We're watching all these Davids. We're thinking about multiple timelines, and that's a very specific turn in everybody's plot line. Where it reminds right. us, oh yeah, this David is infected with the Shadow King, and that's where we start to see all of those timelines go wrong for everybody one after the other right uh the music also changes from whimsical and sad to disturbing pretty much throughout um so that's what i took away from it you might be right i mean that would be really interesting if it was our shadow king looking through all of the different realities at all of these davids and finding the right david that he can take the most advantage of because right. he doesn't really win in a lot of these even billionaire david it still feels like david's in charge he has just become more like the shadow king yeah and i feel like the shadow king is trying to take dave take david over it seems like maybe this season so i think that's why he has made this he and he's also i feel like if that is our shadow king it's him learning how important the sister is and how if he can kill the sister and convert her to lenny that that's a great wedge into David and maybe yeah. his chance to finally take over. Yeah, really so David is bond. That was sort of the, the take I had on that. And, but you may be right. It's also a, a visual or, yeah, or I don't know. Bottle. It, it would be weird if we don't come back to this stuff at some point, if it is just, Hey, this is fun stuff that I'm playing with. Um, you know, if we don't come back to multiple timelines, particularly because we're dealing with a future timeline and talking about if, David does change if David does act at what future Sid has told him to do, which is team up with Amal Farouk, then she'll cease to exist if he does it the right way. Yeah. So that's multiple timelines right there. But on a certain sense, it might just be Noah Hawley playing with all of these X-Men tropes. Yeah. You know, multiple timelines is like a classic X-Men comic book trope and the uh, person we talked about this on a previous podcast person from a post-apocalyptic future coming back to warn the X-Men again, classic comic book trope. Yeah. Uh, even the episode with Sid again, very classic X-Men comic book of like Jean Grey and uh, Cyclops going into the astral plane or something like that and working their shit out in some yeah. way. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I loved uh, the season one flashbacks, like sort of the montage where we're mm-hmm. seeing the stuff from the first uh, part where you first meet David and the song I Am Superman was yeah, so that was good. crazy. Yeah. Which I, I'm so glad they went with that and, uh, over I'm Not Superman, the Scrubs theme. Right. <laughs> I'm no Superman. <laughs> but I'm no Superman, yeah. yeah. Did you hear, actually, this is interesting, uh, because Dan Stevens' hair can't get tall enough to really look like Legion, they're going to replace him with Zach Braff next, next oh, episode. That's oh, Pete's man. a huge Zach Braff guy. I'm yeah. sure that's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's you know, gonna be a, just before this, Pete was singing No, I don't want no scrubs. Yeah. Wow. Man, all, all of our timelines are finally coming together. <laughs> you, guys can't you guys want to mention about the, the episode? Rage, but I'm looking at them with death stares. Anything else? Anything else about the episode? No, it was just a crazy tripped out uh episode and uh, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I love where we're going. I also love we talked about this a little bit the last episode, but I love how emotional it's getting. Like it's been yeah. very cerebral for a very long time, but now we're getting these extremely sad, extremely heartfelt. Uh, The gut punch at the end that we see this timeline where this is the David we know where he really has become 
a hero. He's fought back. He's had these adventures, but he still couldn't save his sister. And we get to watch Amy die again and end in the same place we ended the last episode. It's so hard to watch, but it's so well done. Yeah. And I think it's sort of if the first season was about him, like just getting straight, it makes sense. It'd be more like his brain is a mess. So he's getting more cerebral. And this one is, uh, it's all about those emotions coming back. And, you know, once you're sort of out of a danger zone like that, he's able to feel his emotions again. So that was cool. And to your point, it would a great coda for David's sister and mm-hmm. really put her much more firmly in the storyline and w- the, exploring David's powers. This was the biggest, yeah. the biggest exploration of that we've seen so far, which was awesome and super comic booky in the same way. Cool. Uh, before we go, as we end every episode, let's talk about uh, what was real in this episode. And I think there's a good one to ask that uh, what do you guys think was real the only thing that was real was when david looked in the mirror and saw farouk it was all farouk oh all interesting farouk all the way down uh I, the flashbacks to the last season i think uh, are definitely real and yep. the last moment with the sister was real but i also agree with pete i think that was on my theory about it being our farouk who's huh. going through these dimensions i think that was also real that's very interesting pete and i, I as always fun. agree there we go. <laughs> uh yeah i agree with you guys the uh stripey syrup david all of that stuff is real i think the rest of those timelines have effectively been eliminated at this point uh, but i'm really curious to see if that farouk theory turns out to be true that'll be really fascinating if you like this show and other shows shows we do patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every tuesday night at 8 p.m at the pit loft in new york so come on by pete what else do you want to plug run us on facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show follow us on twitter at comic book live check us out at comic book club live.com for the podcasts and more uh and pete take you out french fries after this fuck you man <laughs> that's exactly what i mean <laughs> wow <laughs>